This episode is brought to you by Novilla Mattress. Back in 2013, I bought a used mattress that was in someone's guest room. Uh, Not my best decision, but I was in college. Now, in 2021, I realized that it is horribly uncomfortable and makes me sleep worse. I was searching around for a mattress, specifically one of those that came in a box that ships directly to you to cut out the middleman uh, between the mattress store and you. Uh, Many of them, though, that come in the box mailed to you are still as expensive as one of those in the mattress store when you're supposed to cut out the middleman, but however, it's the same price. Uh, So that is where Novilla comes in. Meet their Bliss Organic Memory Foam Mattress. Perfect for those who want a cool, dry, undisturbed sleep throughout the night. Made with organic bamboo charcoal fiber, excellent motion isolation, cooling gel infused memory foam, fits all bed frames and reasonably priced between $179 and $369.99. Perfect for if you want an inexpensive mattress for you, your children, or even for your guest room. Using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description today, you can save 10% off any purchase through the Novilla directly. Again, that is 10% off using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description. And reminder, when you use our promo codes and links, you directly support this show. Well, hello there. Welcome to another WAP of an episode. WAP standing for Wet Ass Podcast. Welcome, one and all, to another episode of Cancel Sweezy, the show that is just a wet ass podcast. Grab a bucket and a mop. This is a wet ass podcast. Macaroni in a pot. This is a wet-ass podcast. Welcome to the show, everyone. So happy you're here. So happy you've made it with me uh, to another Monday or whatever day of the week you listen to the show. But we air the episodes on Mondays, but for me, it's Friday. So it's a a different thing. So it's like I end my work week with this, and then you you start your work week with me because most people listen to it on work and shit like that. I don't care how you listen to it. Uh, listen to it however the fuck you want. Welcome to Cancel Sweezy, folks. Um, basically a show I do instead of going to therapy. Welcome to the show. This is our best podcast we've ever made. I can guarantee you that we have never made a better episode than the episode we're about to make today. So welcome to the show. I am excited that you are here and guess what? I like that. But more importantly, folks. And I really like that. So um, now that we've gotten uh, the formalities out of the way, I'm Sweezy. Some of you may know me as the Four Play King. Welcome to the show. Let's just get into some announcements I want to say. First and foremost, uh, it's been about a week and some days <coughs> that I have had uh, my cover of It's Gonna Be Me by NSYNC out wherever you are streaming your music. So if you have not streamed it yet, it's still May. It's gonna be May. And guess what? It's still May when this episode comes out. And guess what? You can listen to this song any month of the year. Say it's June. You can you can listen to it then. August? <coughs> Go into it then. If you're wondering what I'm burping to today, I am burping to a Coca-Cola Zero. Like I said, I am on a diet. And with Coca-Cola Zero, I can eat anything because it's zero calories and artificial sugar that may or may not kill me. Uh, Like the adult diapers, it depends. But no, go check out my new single. It's going to be me. Not necessarily new, but a new song by yours truly out now wherever you are streaming your uh, music at these days. Uh, You can even buy it, too. I think I have it on my iPod as well. But I also wrote the song, so I can easily just put it on my iPod. <laughs> no big deal there, but no, go check that out. Go listen to it. It's uh, 
whatever you're paying for your streaming service, if you're already having a streaming service, it, just listen to it over and over again. Give me that. Give me that money. Get me. Let's let's make a goal here. Uh, let's get enough streams on. It's going to be me. So I have two dollars. That's right, folks. We're making a very high goal here of streaming today of $2 on my cover of InSync's It's Gonna Be Me. Now, how will that be distributed to the actual songwriters? I don't know. Actually, I'm not even sure I'll get any money from this. Uh, but nevertheless, he persisted. Uh, wait, we'll see if we can get uh, Max Martin $2. That's let's, let's, let's make a goal to raise $2 for Max Martin. And uh, the original person who made Justin say, May on the show because they wanted him to sound like he's from Kentucky. So uh, that's out now, but I still have more music, uh, mostly originals out there. Uh, I have an EP called Ride or Die, and I have another EP titled King, because, you know, I am the foreplay king, uh, out now. It's still out there wherever you stream your music at, so just go stream my music 24-7 nonstop and never stop. Listen, let, let your kids listen to it. Uh, let your grandparents listen to it. Let your parents listen to it. Do my parents listen to my music? Um, that's a big question mark. Uh, not sure if it's for them. It's not contemporary Christian, but nevertheless, though, um, yeah, go check that out. You can also follow me on all social medias at the Shweezy and on TikTok at the Foreplay King. Try to I post the episode. I try to post the the episode like promos, and then I'm also working on. I need to actually edit the promos so it actually uh, it looks different on TikTok than it does on um uh, the rest. So um. Yeah, though, it's all, all that is available uh, now to all you scallywags. And uh, another thing you can also do, uh, I stream on Twitch every Thursdays and sometimes Monday. It looks like this upcoming Monday I will be streaming. I am streaming Pokemon, uh, Pokemon the new Pokemon Snap, and I got really into it yesterday, which was Thursday night, uh, when I was playing it. And it's that also struggle that I want to stream this, but I also really want to play this really bad. So... I'm, like, trying to figure out all the basics so it would actually be more entertaining as I try to do it. Uh, so I will be back Monday streaming the new Pokemon Snap. I play a lot of Fortnite. Um, I play a lot of Pokemon, and I play a lot of Fortnite. That's the main stuff. Uh, there's a new Mario game. I usually try to play that, uh, or a new Mario release. Sometimes I played a lot of Breath of the Wild on stream, too. So, you know, a lot of Nintendo, um, uh, whatever's on Xbox Game Pass. But, you know, people like to watch Fortnite, and people like to watch... Pokemon. So those are my two, I would say those are my two specialties. So go check me out there. So on Twitch, you can follow anyone for free. It's just a free follow. But if you have an Amazon Prime account, you can actually use connect it to get one free subscribe. Now a subscribe is typically $5 a month to subscribe to someone that's financially supporting someone on Twitch. However, if you already have an Amazon Prime account, what you can do, connect the two, uh, and you get one free subscribe a month. And if you do that, it Basically, easily financially supports me with something you already have and keeps $5 out of Jeff Bezos' pocket. Folks, don't be stingy. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. So uh, you bet I'm coming up in May. And uh, so that's that. On Patreon, we do have $5 a month. You get ad-free episodes of the shows. Uh, best way to financially support the show right now with the $5 tier. Uh, basically, you get ads removed, meaning you're the sponsor. And since you're the sponsor, you don't deserve to pay for ads. And that's the way it is. But... Nevertheless, he persisted. The best things you can do for free is like, subscribe, leave a review wherever you're listening to podcasts, especially like on subscribe on YouTube. We're trying to build up that platform a lot. And if you don't necessarily always want to listen to the full episodes of any of the shows, I try to edit down the highlights and put them up on there. That way, uh, just small chunks that you can just uh, 
normally consume and share with your friends and family. Uh, it's like porn, you know, when they have that share button on porn, it's like share with your friends and family. That's the best thing you can do, folks. Uh, just like porn, you got to share uh, Cancel Sweezy with your friends and family. Because guess what? It's free. Uh, nothing's better than free except for things you paid for and are worth it and you actually get your money's worth out of. So that's all the announcements I have today, folks. Um, when I got off track a little bit, uh, but, you know, that's the way it is sometimes. That is a delicious Coke Zero. Let's get into previous week right now, folks. Now, previous week right now is the way try people who want to be intelligent go through the news, um, like me. So a lot of people these days, they see a news article, they read the title, and they just assume they got the entire gist of whatever that journalist was talking about when they read the title. But I'm here to actually find those titles that you would normally do that to and then uh, read it. And so that's previous week right now. It's kind of like last week tonight, but uh, it's previous. It's the previous week, but right now. So let's get into it, folks. First article I have is from Vice. Now, folks, I'm getting a hard read off of Vice. Now, Vice seems like the kind of, like, I don't read a lot of Vice articles. So I assume Vice is one of those, like, cool websites that go over, like, cool articles, kind of like BuzzFeed, but, like, it's not just, like, they're not trying to be, like, woke and politically correct and then be like, here's 26 items you can use to clean your asshole. Uh, but, but like, they kind of go over news and they kind of go over, like, cool social um, pop culture topics and stuff like that. Um, but now I'm kind of getting, after last week's Vice article about the Shrek uh, fleshlight, um, and now we're getting to this. I don't I don't have a read on Vice. What the hell is going on at Vice, folks? Um, let's just get into this article. Unexploded grenade found in Germus Forest, actually just a butt plug. So, okay, Vice, is this the news we need to go over? Let's get into it, folks. An object thought to be an exploded World War II-era hand grenade found in Woodland found in Woodland in Germany was actually a rubber sex toy, police have said. Earlier this week, a jogger discovered what she thought was a grenade in the Bavarian forest near the city of Passau in the south of Germany and called police. A police bomb squad was recalled to the forest in Hausenburg, but they quickly deemed the item to be non-threatening. The bag the grenade was in also contained lubricant, two unopened condoms, and a USB cable object which helped bomb disposal experts to reach their conclusion. <laughs> huh. Lube, condoms... A grenade? <laughs> this guy's in some kinky... These people are in some kinky shit. Uh, the condition the objects were found in implied they had been in the forest for a while, police said. A search on the internet then confirmed the suspicion there are actually sex toys in the form of hand grenades, and that was what was all about here. Uh, was all about here. Police told Vice World News in an emailed statement, due to the advanced decomposition of the bag, the objects must have been there for a long time. How these items got there and why they got there can only be guessed at. Police in Germany are often called to deal with uh, undetected undetonated explosives 75 years on the world war ii um from world war ii in december 2020 13,000 residents in the neighborhood of frankfurt were evacuated due to the discovery of a british bomb okay so i mean like the bomb okay so i going into this article thought that it was just a normal butt plug and they're like is this a bomb <laughs> and they're like nope 
It's just a butt plug, folks. Uh, calm your tits. Uh, so keep it there. Um, but then, like, no, there was an actually, it was a grenade-style sex toy in the form of hand grenades. That's, who's, who is that for? I mean, if it vibrates, I guess it kind of makes sense for women, but, like, I don't know. Like, don't you want, like, a thinner object as, like, your butt plug? Not, like, a rounder-shaped grenade? Why would you shove that in your ass? Also, man, I wish I had like a doctor's podcast where I could just be like, so uh, just like everyone write in what people have shoved up their butts. And I'm like, oh, we got a couple things. And I was like, I don't know how it got there. Fusilli Jerry. I don't know how it got there. Watched that episode a couple nights ago. Um, but no, actually, now that I'm looking at it, like the police actually going towards it or like trying to get like a bomb squad actually kind of makes a lot of sense. It looks like a grenade. And then like it's very common in Germany, I guess, to see just remnants of that from World War II. It's probably like, uh, doesn't Vietnam, I might be getting my history wrong, but doesn't in Vietnam, uh, you gotta like worry about like possibly still active landmines that could still be active. Um, I don't know if that's real or not. I thought I heard something about that. Probably didn't read it, but, uh, yeah. Um, but no, so probably a normal thing with a very catchy title. So, um, people do not buy grenade looking butt plugs. If I can give you any advice today on today's, uh, podcast, uh, is to don't buy butt plugs that look like grenades. All right. All right, folks. Are we, are we clear here? Are we clear to never do that ever again? Because I think you should never do that. Also, if you buy anything that looks like grenades or t- that's not a real grenade or a real gun, make sure they look fake. Maybe. I don't know a lot of things. All right. So next article, let's just get into this next one, uh, from page six, you know, um, page six, you know, I would say that vice was better than page six. I don't know anymore. Vice might be the same as page six. Um, but page six is always bringing us the low tier content that we know and love. And a lot of it's just regurgitated from other articles, which is the best part of, uh, page six is that it's just literally just, uh, Poor content, re-vomited up, and now I'm reading it, which uh, which is like polishing the vomit. So let's get into this page six article. Khloe Kardashian pur- purportedly de- – who uses that fucking word, purportedly? God damn it. I thought it was reportedly – no, there's a P in front of it. Maybe it's spelled wrong. You know, purportedly. DM Tristan Thompson's alleged fling. All right, page six, what do you got? Khloe Kardashian appears to want to talk to Tristan Thompson's alleged fling. Sydney Chase shared screenshots allegedly sent by the Keeping Up the Kardashian star that begin, Hey, Sydney, this is Khloe, dot, dot, dot. Chase grabbed the rest of the message out with white paint and a follow-up message. Khloe allegedly wrote, I would appreciate if our conversations can remain confidential. Prayer hand emoji. A rep for Khloe declined to comment on page six. Uh, I'm with page six. Would you like to comment on Chloe DMing who? Who the fuck is page six? We're not answering that. (laughs) Thompson made headlines after Chase came forward on a podcast and claimed she had, she and the Boston Celtics player hooked up after he had gotten back together with the good American founder. Uh, It was a peekaboo dick, but baby, it was good, Chase claimed in late April on the No Jumper podcast. Very happy I learned that. Peekaboo dick. Um, which was, which has since been removed from YouTube. Okay. Uh, when asked about 30-year-old Thompson's uncut penis. Ooh. 
Oh, that's why it's a peekaboo, because it's not circumcised. Okay. Still gross. Uh, uncircumcised penises are gross. Uh, just imagine all the gross shit. Uh, Chase then took to TikTok to double down on the claim, saying, Yes, the Tristan rumors are true. The last time we had contact, besides when he messaged me after finding out about the interview, it was the day after his daughter's birthday party. The couple daughter, True Thompson, turned three on April 12th. Although Chloe hasn't publicly commented on Tristan's alleged actions, and neither has Thompson, she did share a seemingly pointed cryptic quote on Instagram. People who don't hesitate to share a kind word or do a good deed to brighten someone else's day are the kind of people are the best kind of people read the quote from sonia sadness thompson previously came under fire for allegedly cheating on chloe with a different instagram model just days before the reality star gave birth then he made headlines again for allegedly cheating on chloe once more with kylie jenner's former friend jordan woods all right so a lot to unpack here folks a lot of a lot of uh, interesting things to unpack here um um, so she's just an Instagram model. Okay, folks. Is that the, is it, keep up with Kardashian. Uh, la, 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 la. Chloe, Ch Sydney Chase. I'm going to look her up real quick. Sydney Chase. Okay. Sydney Chase here. What is it saying about Sydney Chase besides all the dumb shit? Um, who the fuck is she? Okay, found her Instagram. Public figure, uh, loving daughter, real cool friend, awesome big sister, human rights activist. I do not think this is the right one. <laughs> um, so I'm going to assume she said other Instagram model. Instagram model is not a real career, folks. Why does, I just, I don't understand. Everyone wants to be famous, but. I feel like to be famous, you have to at least have talent. Like, be funny, learn guitar, you know. Everyone wants to get on, like, react. People, like, will get on fucking, like, TLC Strange Sex. I'm like, this will make me famous. Get on 90 Day Fiance and, like, make yourself look like a fucking doofus. Because if you're on 90 Day Fiance, folks, you're basically, like, watching two doofuses work it out. That's why I'm watching the show, folks. Two doofuses who want to be famous and are doing it uh, the worst way possible uh, by airing all your personal problems on TV. Um, but anyways, though, um, no, okay, so, like, her sharing the screenshots on, like, Twitter and Instagram and shit like that, I don't know. Um, I guess if, I mean, I guess Chloe afterwards, I don't know why she posted it in the beginning of it or whatever, unless there was, like, some tea that needed to be spilled. Uh but at the same time, though, I feel like Chloe's just reaching out. Um, let up, let's just be between the two of them. Don't come on, Sydney. Do not do that shit. Do not be leaking it. She's probably she's probably nice. Chloe's like probably the chillest one out of all of them, I believe. Uh, I kind of like I'm kind of liking Courtney a lot more now. She knows with Travis Barker, obviously. So I mean, she she's cool. Um, but also her ex, Scott Disick, is a god. Uh, I think it's, everyone else has a problem, and I'm, I think I'm perfect and everyone else has issues. Uh, that's how I, like, live my life daily. It's like, um, I'm perfect and everyone else has issues. That's how I live my life. Scott Disick is um, kind of a hero to me, I would say. Hooked up with Kardashian. Uh, 
knows he's perfect. He is perfect. And I always, I swear though, every time I have a bad hair day, I look at, I somehow, Scott Disick comes up in my feed. I'm like, damn, why is his hair always looking so good? So Scott Disick, you're cool. Um, anyways, though, um, page six, um, I'm just stating the obvious here. Thank you for bringing news to the internet. Oh, this one's interesting. This from the New York Post or NY Post. I don't know if it's actually New York Post or NY Post. Uh, men who wear this, and then in parentheses, I had to put Ralph Lauren, are most likely to cheat, study says. Um, here we go. This one, uh, this one's very interesting. Uh, if I do say so myself, uh, to catch a cheater, just look at his clothes. Gone are the days of looking through your partner's phone to check his text or going on a quasi spy mission to catch him, uh, philandering because now there's an easier way to see if he's two timing. According to recent published research, men who wear extravagant fashions with large luxury logos embroidered on them are more likely to be untrustworthy. According to a university of Michigan study published in the personality and social psychology bulletin males who own tees with larger brand emblems were rated higher on mating efforts though were on parental investment researchers said and have a high interest in engaging in brief sexual affairs uh, these men are also less interested in having a having long-term and committed romantic relationships the study showed they are also less attracted to women who want these long-term relationships compared to men who own shirts with a smaller logo another purpose of the study led by the evolutionary psychologist daniel kruger Kruger from PhD from Kruger Industrial Smoothing, I have to assume it's that Kruger, uh, was to determine whether men who wear flashy clothes were more attractive to women or if women may be more attractive to men who are rich and can provide them with a stable financial future. The study focused on the brand Ralph Lauren and its famous polo shirt with the iconic mini horse logo and shirts that contain its larger version of the logo. The research team asked a group of men to see which type of polo they'd rather wear when attending parties and other social events. The research showed that men preferred the smaller logo brand shirts for soirees as well as job interviews and formal events. Women who took part in the study were not surprised by the results and agreed. Rather than being a reliable and honest signal of future parental investment, display a luxury goods may sometimes represent investment in mate attraction, which is the expense of future investment in offspring, Kruger told the Daily Mail of the study. So that's why I'm wearing uh, It's a Gold Jacket episode today, folks. That's that's the reason why we have gotten here to this point today. Um, with that being said, though, um, yeah, I mean, it kind of makes sense. Um, I've, I, I'm a big believer in you know, the dress for the job you want, not the job you have. Unless you like your job, then dress for that job. That's also a good thing. If you have the, if you're working a job you like, if you're working the job you like, dress for that job. Because that's going to, that's going to be the job you want. And uh, dress for the job you want. And if you already have that job, just keep dressing the way you are. Um, that's why I'm wearing uh, my gold jacket today, folks. And that's why I own a windbreaker. You dress for the job you want. And that is... Uh, dead sexy rock star that all the women won and uh that's that's the way it is and uh if you don't if you don't like that pretty bold of you little fucks to assume that i'm not god so yeah you you know what the fuck's going on um no it makes sense you know you the way you dress can determine kind of your personality and i don't know most people do dress their personality even if like you're like yeah i don't really try i just put on like t-shirts and sweatpants and stuff like that you know that's saying a lot about your personality folks that's saying that's saying something about your personality you wear cargo shorts i know josh wears cargo shorts um that says a lot about his personality so uh 
Yeah. So, you know, dress for the job you want, not the job you have. Unless you have the job you want, then just dress the way you are, folks. That's all you need to do. Um, but thank you, Kruger Industrial Smoothing, for all the uh, informational advice here on uh, everything we can do as a society to become better. So thank you for that. Um, let's get into our last news article of the day of the week, of the last week right now, uh, of the previous week that is right now. Um Ooh, this one's good from Yahoo News. McDonald's customer finds weight loss promotion added to her delivery order. Um, people just want to eat without being pressured. Over the past year, more people have turned to using food delivery services like Uber Eats or DoorDash. This has apparently led some delivery drivers to take in try and take advantage of the increase in business by promoting a side business. One customer, however, claims that her DoorDash delivery driver may not have realized the implications of a coupon they added to the bag. Uh, a TikTok user posting under the name Susie Q uh, posted a video to her account revealing that she found included in an order of McDonald's. Apparently someone added a promotional offer for a weight loss club. According to the TikTok post, the woman believes that her DoorDash driver slipped the card into her bag in response to a comment on the video. She explained that the McDonald's bag had been taped shut with yellow stickers, but there still would have been room for someone to slip something in. Hopefully they don't do it to every person. I'm sure a lot of people won't find the humor in that I did, she said later. As many of the video's commenters pointed out, it's against DoorDash terms of service uh, for drivers to sell or promote personal products while delivering for the company. Many commenters agree that the card had some unpleasant implications. Usually, I'm against leaving negative reviews, but I'll give you a pass for this one. Uh, wrote one user. Another used. Another user added, uh, "Lose weight. Ask me how. As your order McDonald's. As you ordered McDonald's. Like what kind of low? Like what kind of lowball? Some users, however, were sympathetic to the driver. This person is probably just struggling to make ends meet. Wrote one user and doing whatever they can to make money. Didn't internalize and don't internalize it. This inappropriate and unacceptable behavior violates our policy and is never tolerated at on the DoorDash platform. The DoorDash told Yahoo News Australia, we are actively working to connect with the customers to offer our support and help identify the dasher involved to immediately take action. We sincerely regret this incident fell short of the experience we strive to provide every day. So, um, it said it was a multi-level marketing type of thing, right? Um, because that's, that's the part... It's kind of like, you know, you have a side business, like, okay, look, let's do this. I'm, I'm working for DoorDash, one of our great sponsors, by the way, uh, and I, I was like, hmm, maybe I could use this opportunity to promote my music. And so, like, you like you taped everyone's bag, hey, check me out on Spotify, and shit like that. Um, I could see there's no harm, and th that's the idea. So I think the weight loss thing, um, probably just, I don't think they thought the the connection through. Um, like, you want to join a weight loss club? Come join me in this multi-level marketing. Try these wraps. It, it's called It Works. L legit, there's like a multi-level marketing thing called It Works. And it's like you wrap your stomach with saran wrap, and apparently it helps you lose body fat. Now, the boldness of them to call it It Works, to me, is, is the, the most hilarious thing in the entire world, folks, because to me, you're going to call a product that doesn't work and you're going to sell it. And the main purpose of how you make money doing the products is to hook other suckers into selling the product too. That's how you make the money. And then you're going to call the product. It works. And it definitely doesn't work. 
Oh man, that's just like that. Can no one? Does no one see the irony in that? It's called. It's a program. It's a thing called. It works. That's the name of the product, and then it doesn't work. Like it doesn't do anything. Maybe it like makes you lose like water or shit like that. Maybe you lose some like water weight, but like it doesn't work, folks. Um, I don't think they saw the connection between the weight loss thing. But also, most jobs would not allow you to be promoting your fucking side business um, with that. Like if you read any contract for any employer you work for. I had a friend, he, he lives in bumfuck South, Southern Missouri, and uh, he told me that, like, he got a mass email sent to his entire company uh, wanting people to listen to his fucking Christian rap album. Um, how much does your Christian rap album cost? $10? Um, I'm going to pay you $20 so I never have to listen to that shit. That's how I live my life, and that's how everyone else lives their life every day. So, people, if you deliver for DoorDash or any sort of delivery platform, just a reminder that uh, never, for any reason whatsoever, no matter who you're with, what you're doing, any ever, for any reason, um, try to promote your side hustle with another job. Okay, folks? That's the lessons I give you today on this episode of, uh, or today's episode of uh, Previous Week Right Now. Video games can be expensive. Most start at $60 with new consoles such as the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X. New games are even starting at $70. There's some games you're going to keep forever, which for me are Super Smash Bros. Ultimate and Zelda Breath of the Wild. Most games out there you're only going to play once and then never pick up again. I know, I bought some games that are now just collecting dust on a shelf in my home. Uh, That's where Gamefly comes in perfect. Gamefly literally is the best video game rental service out there. You can keep the games as long as you want, and when you're done with them, just send them back, and uh, they'll send you the next one on your queue. Uh, and if you end up loving the game, best thing you can do is buy it at the best use price possible through Gamefly. Using our link in the description, get your first two months of Gamefly for only $10. So start playing new games using the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. When you're trying to lose some extra pounds or staying healthy, you understand how big of a deal working out is. Now, getting the most out of your workout is important to not only me, but many others out there. Are you wanting to gain muscle, lose weight, or even gain some energy to get the most out of your workout? FNX Fitness is here for you. FNX Fitness is committed to creating innovative supplements of the highest quality that provide focus for a productive morning, energy to thrive all day, performance supplements to reach new goals, unique sleep and recovery formulas to support any sport, and healthy supplements to support an active lifestyle for years to come. I also really enjoy their clothing line that makes you look good while working out as well. Another thing I love about FNX Fitness is that with every purchase, they donate a gallon of water to a child in need. Start working out smarter, not harder. By using the link in our description today, you can save 15% on your purchase. So go save 15% on some of the best supplements out there when using the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. All right, folks. So time for you to, I've been telling you that I've been dieting and exercising. Um, so, um, I have lost like a few pounds as I've checked this morning. Uh, I feel like my face is getting a back to being thinner but uh also i feel really fat today so uh don't at me on that shit um so yeah i'm down a few pounds hopefully good and couldn't get back some more hopefully get back to get back to a good shape and uh looking good for some weddings and some uh shirtless time for the summer of swag y'all know what's going on the summer of swag is coming upon us 
So, uh, yeah, you know what the fuck is going on. Um, anyways, no, I've, I've had to update, like, since changing my diet, I've had to update, you know, I need to update you on uh, what my body's doing. I know y'all were interested. So, um, so first of all, I've been having horrible diarrhea, and um, I was expecting constipation, but it turns out it was all painful diarrhea, which prompted me to buy a bidet, which I am still trying to get installed with my jank-ass toilet. Uh, but folks, uh, yeah, uh, basically, um, uncomfortable diarrhea all week. After like five days, you're like, you know what? I need to figure out what's going on. So I Googled it and, um, I also figured out I was also really thirsty the whole time. Like McDonald's, thirst has no curfew. Like me and McDonald's have in common, thirst has no curfew. Uh, what I looked at here, it says, uh, I looked it up on Google. Uh, once all the, that water leaves your body uh, and skin supposedly feels firmer and appears as though you've lost weight, some keto dieters even report they know they've achieved the whoosh effect because they start to have diarrhea. Diarrhea is rarely a positive symptom. <laughs> it can significantly dehydrate your body. Now, it was like really funny. Like all my friends like, I think they're right. Yeah, diarrhea is rarely a positive symptom. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, with that being said... Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, but anyways, though, um, yeah, so I've been having horrible diarrhea all week. It's not been fun. and uh, But, you know, I've been trying to figure it out. I did invent, however, a uh, keto pizza quesadilla. So basically you create the tortilla out of, like, mozzarella cheese. You have to, like, melt it to get it firm and shit like that. Then you put more cheese on top and sauce and pepperonis, whatever the fuck toppings you want to put on it. Uh, and then maybe heat it up in the oven a little bit more and then eventually fold it, cut it, eat it like a dank ass quesadilla. And folks, follow me for more food tips because I am a master at health and nutrition, folks. That's what you come here to me for. You come here because I'm a master nutritionist. And um, I was like, just dip your bacon in mayonnaise and you'll be good to be, you'll be losing weight soon, folks. Uh, I know. Um, try to eat, you know, I try to eat a lot of chicken, chicken thighs and stuff like that. You know, get a good healthy fats in there, healthy fats and proteins. And uh, I found solo bread is really good. I'm going to try a keto grilled cheese tonight, which I'm super excited for. So uh, don't at me on that shit. Um, but anyways, though, uh, that's I think is all I have uh, for uh, my diet. So... I've decided to start a new segment. Uh, this segment, I would like to call, let's get ready for our next segment. This segment, uh, Deep Questions. Oh my gosh, so deep. I fucking love it. You don't know how long it took me to get that sound bite. Um, but folks, Deep Questions is uh, deep questions I've thought, particularly late at night, and uh, ones I've already texted most of my friends uh, that I believe are deep thoughts. So let's get into the first one. Uh, the question I had, which, um, a lot of my friends like kind of agreed with me on this one. Um, why am I okay with women not being a virgin, but I am totally against using a used flashlight. Now, now everyone, I, I can't imagine someone disagrees with me on that unless you disagree with the virgin, which first of all, buddy, calm the fuck down. Especially if you're not a virgin, be like, I want to date a virgin. Like, shut the fuck up, dude. Just, uh, hope she cleans up, cleans out after herself. Um, but yeah, no, uh, it's, it's very, it's a very weird thing. Like, why would I not use a used fleshlight, but I would have sex with a ver woman who's already had sex before? Maybe because it's a living thing. 
uh, maybe because the dirty part's gone out of it and stuff like that. But it's weird, though. No one would ever want to use a used flashlight. It's like a very interesting topic I've been thinking of. Uh, I've been thinking about, like, why are we all against used flashlights but okay with women who are not virgins? That's that's a weird thing. And I'm not shaming anyone. I don't, ex- I don't expect anyone I date to be a virgin. In fact, I prefer it because that's a lot of pressure on me and you. But I'm only thinking about myself, so that's all we're thinking about right now. Um, so that's my that's a one deep question. I do have another deep question. Oh my gosh, so deep! I fucking love it. So, um, would you stay in a violent relationship for a good pizza? Um, so this this is the guess idea came to me from uh, there was a hashtag like hashtag why I stayed, and it was about women. Uh, who were involved in uh, domestic violence with who were dating a boy who for some reason they kept going back to why probably a rematch um, I thought no woman has ever thought about me that way why why I stayed N- no woman with me has ever been that way why I stayed like no why I left that's more of a hashtag for them maybe I date like two smarter women maybe I should date some dumb dumbs um, no offense to anyone who's dumb okay like calm your fucking tits um, but would I stay in a violent relationship for pizza? Maybe a couple weeks, honest, honestly, for me. Get backhanded. And I guess it's different on my end, because I'm a man. Because if, it, if it's a woman in this situation, no, it's definitely not worth it to stick around for good pizza. It's definitely not worth it. Um, for a man, I feel like I could, I could be fine. Really fine. Maybe, maybe the, the ending would be, uh, she is in MMA. Um... I think I'd still stick around for a minute. I, I'm not proud of that statement, folks. I I would stick around longer than um, I probably should, than any person should. But I'm also mentally ill and ready to chill, folks. So um, that's what I'm going to end this segment of uh, Deep Questions. Oh, my gosh, so deep. So thank you. I fucking love it. So thank you uh, for that. If you have any deep questions, you can always email them to the shwedcast at gmail.com. I'm more than happy to uh, include them in the show. But now I want to get on to uh, what I've actually been watching this week. So I've been watching a lot of uh, interesting things, a lot of it on uh, Discovery Plus, especially uh, Investigation Discovery, which is all murder shit. Just all murders. Nothing else. Murders. If you love murders, uh, you will definitely... And I really like that. You'll definitely really like that, folks. Um, so I want to just get into uh, well, the first thing I watch. Uh, before we get into the serial killer, the murderers, let's get into just a movie I decided to watch yesterday. Um, the from 2019, yesterday. So basically, the this movie is somehow this guy named Jack. He gets sent to a. He has an accident, and now he lives in a universe where the Beatles along with Harry Potter and cigarettes, for some reason, are added into it, where the Beatles specifically never existed. So in this universe, the Beatles never existed. So how did the main character, Jack, uh, get into this universe? Well, he crashed into, he crashed his bike. Ah. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's how he got there. He, he got in a crash, knocked some teeth out, probably hit his head. Um... Most likely, he's probably in a coma. Um, uh, ended up in the hospital. So he basically ended up in the hospital, missing some teeth, 
look like most British people. It's mainly set in Britain. Um, and then he transformed to himself into an alternate universe where the Beatles never existed. And uh, many, many decisions there. So the big thing you can say, though, is with that. Um, so you you figure out you're in a universe where one of the biggest bands that have ever existed never exist. Well, biggest bands that ever exist now doesn't exist. So there's a lot of things you can do uh, with that information. Um, live the rest of your life with uh, just knowing the Beatles never exist and be like, oh man, I'm never going to listen to those songs again. Or you do what our buddy Jack does and decides to rip them off 100%. So he goes through all this chaos to try to remember all the lyrics to every Beatles song. That's where I would have given up because I am terrible at memorizing lyrics. Uh, I can barely remember the ones I write. Sometimes, folks, it's not it's not unusual for me to forget lyrics sometimes. But da da da. But no, he does. It, but he like takes the whole movie like trying to figure out Eleanor Eleanor Rigby. Eats all the rice in the church. No, that's not it. He doesn't eat the right. Picks, picks up the right. That one's the one I could probably actually figure it out. Father Mackenzie writing a sermon that no one would hear when it comes near. And I guess you could make up some extra work. I mean, that's a song you could probably make up some shit too. All the, as long as you get the all the lonely people. Where do they all come from? All the lonely people. Where do do. I'm singing off key. Do they all come from? That's a hard song, though. Ah, look at all the lonely people. Oh, that part you got to get right. But everything else, I feel like you probably you probably BS right there. And they change Hey Jude to Hey Dude. And then, oh, yeah, eventually, like, there's, like, two people who were also transported to this universe with them. And they're like, you changed Hey Jude to Hey Dude? <laughs> I don't know. I was reminded with Hey Jude, uh, though. One of my, I, I, I think I really, I think it's probably one of my favorite people. Maybe my favorite Beatles song. I'm not too sure. Um, but the fact with it is, though, when I was in high school, our high school marching band, I was thinking, I was doing the pit because I was like, fuck, carrying a fucking, like, 30-pound drum and not playing very well. Uh, so, like, playing, we were playing Hey, we played Hey Jude, and then, like, there's this part at the end, we're like, nah, 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 nah. Hey Jude, and we all, and then like basically it was like the whole band had to sing it, and like we're clapping along to it. Um, basically, and and in the actual song though, John Lennon has it's it's a category of music that I only have like two songs right now, and I'm trying to find more. And I would love your help if you have the song. Uh, basically, where one of the artists basically just has a stroke while singing the song. And like, na 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 na, hey Jude. And then John Lennon's like, Jude, 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 Jude. Wow, wow. He's basically doing that the whole, <laughs> he's just like doing that at the outro. So basically, I like to have categories that as uh, songs that people have had a stroke while they sing it. Another famous song is... Uh, Bruce Springsteen, Santa Claus is coming to town. He's like, at the end of it, he's like, Santa, Santa, Santa. So he's basically having a stroke at the end of his singing, like Santa. So if anyone else has songs where a singer has a stroke during the song while singing, please put that to my attention because I need that information, folks. I need, I need it. So basically, and eventually... I don't want to spoil anything, the ending to you, but there is a very heartwarming moment. He actually visits John Lennon. It's a very 
Very heartwarming moment. He actually visited John Lennon. So in this universe, since the Beatles never existed, John Lennon still exists, and like Paul McCartney still exists. But they're only gonna and George Harrison still exists. Whoa, well, um, he died of. Well, see, that's a okay. That's a weird plot hole in it. So cigarettes never existed in this universe, meaning that was it. Um, what the fuck, George Harrison. Would he have got? Didn't he die from lung cancer? Uh, I'm just gonna check. George Harrison died lung cancer. Yeah, he died of lung cancer. So would he have gotten lung cancer? Would have George Harrison uh, still be alive in that universe? But now we're just gonna visit John. He was shot. He, he gives him the advice. It's very heartwarming. But basically, to sum it up, he says, "Never lie, never lie." And tell her you love her, which is like very heartwarming. You'll get it if you watch the movie, folks. But no, I really liked yesterday. I think I want to get my parents to watch it. I think they'd really enjoy it. Um, mom, not. I don't think my mom knows who the Beatles are. I'm going to be honest with you. Do you. Does my mom know who the Beatles are? There is a 50-50 shot. Um, I think the best thing I want to try and do is play a Beatles song and see if she knows who it is. Because I'm going to guarantee she doesn't. How she grew up when the Beatles were popular, maybe... I don't really know how old my mom... She was born 62, I want to say. Yeah, she she might, she should have heard of the Beatles. I think in nowhere fucking Missouri, they the Beatles still existed. I lived near there, too. I know the Beatles existed. So, uh, I don't know what's going on there. Um, Anyways, though, everyone, go check out the movie yesterday. It's pretty fun. It's a fun movie. Fun shit. Uh, love with... Dizzy on your okay. It's just an email from Spotify, folks. Um, next up, uh, we're gonna get into the murders now, folks. I know you've been waiting uh, all this episode um, for the murders. That's rough, buddy. And now you can no longer rough and simp. And now we're simp. I don't even just press the buttons here. <coughs> just trying to get the use out of uh, all this. Be gone, fuck. So let's get into it. So. Uh, funny enough, Investigation Discovery has a couple, like two on Joe Exotic, I guess, like, and these are 2020 things, like, they, like, legit knew that Tiger King was popular on Netflix, and so they're like, we gotta jump on this bandwagon, see if we can get content, and no one has ever heard of it, except for me, and I discovered it now, and now I'm gonna talk about it, so, uh, one documentary about Joe Exotic, Tiger's Lies and Cover Up, which is, like, Barely about Joe Exotic at all. Barely, barely about Joe Exotic at all. Um, only thing it is about, well, they went through, uh, like, we, we were following on the show. If you're a uh, weekly listener on the show, you would know that we were talking about uh, Joe Exotic trying to get a pardon from former uh, Orange and Chief Donald Trump, uh, but never happened, and uh, he's still in jail to this day. Uh, but this goes over this idea that Carol ba- Carol fucking Baskin and uh, Jeff Lowe actually teamed up and used the opportunity to try to set up Joe to get rid of him. Very, I think it's very interesting uh, because Jeff Lowe was apparently uh, was one he he had some like lawsuit. He got in trouble in Vegas, I guess, and then like one of the lawsuits was just forgotten about, and then um, and then. Apparently in the story where the idea of how Joe got sent to prison, um, I think killing like five tigers was one of them. Uh, but another thing is he hired uh, Jeff Lowe's dumb bald friend to kill Carol Baskin. 
and uh, he never showed up to kill Carol Baskin, and uh, they knew about the attempt, and Joe was under arrest for that shit. Um, that's that's the question uh, we have there, and um, so yeah, that's the question we have in regards to uh, what was going on there. So to kind of go through that, but you know, Joe Exotic and that bald guy that Jeff Lowe's friends with apparently did not get along at all. So like the weird thing is like, why would he hire him to do the assassination? And then he never went through with it. That's also a very interesting question that we have here, folks, a very interesting question indeed as to why they were hired. So it's very interesting there. And then that's all they really covered. And that's like 10 minutes. (laughs) The rest of the two episodes uh, of this are uh, investigating Carol Baskin murdering ex-husband Don Lewis. So, Obviously, if you watch Tiger King at all, it's been over a year, so you should have had time to digest it or see it. Uh, and if you haven't seen it, um, get a fucking life. Uh, so obviously, you know, there's that. Well, but they go into the Carol Baskin uh, trying to uh, murder her husband, and they go back into that case. So um, here's here's one thing they investigated on it. So um, so. At one point, Don Lewis was trying to get a restraining order order from Carol Baskin. Carol fucking Baskin. And at the same time, uh, apparently, while he was trying to get that restraining order, Don was also uh, changing his will to make sure that Carol was received everything and nothing went to his children or ex-wife or et cetera, et cetera. So, so yeah. So, at the same time, so, no... No, I don't know anyone stupid enough to get a restraining order and change their will uh, to leave everything to the person they're getting the restraining order from. That's a little weird. Um, but no, they had like someone like analyze like the signatures and like all of Don's signatures and like everything they know is legit. And uh, wouldn't you have it? Uh, it's fake. The signature is fake. Now, does this prove that Carol killed Don? Not yet, no. Um, basically, all it says was um, Carol forged his will. Basically, that's all it is. So um, so going with their theory that he went off the grid and went to uh, Costa Rica, that idea, like when he went to Costa Rica, uh, that uh, she changed the will very quickly in case he was dead. And uh, worst case scenario, he comes back and then he changes it again. That's the situation I think. Uh, is a good alibi for the situation. She just wanted to make sure she got all the money because Carol's kind of a bitch. And uh, they actually... And so they actually, uh, with more on the investigation, uh, like when they got like his van that was mysteriously left at an airport, at the private airport, uh, the only fingerprints was from the mechanic from a couple days earlier, but they were only on the dashboard. Nothing on the wheels, nothing on the door, nothing of that just on like the everything was wiped clean in that car except for like a few little spots which was the mechanic and he had the alibi of working on the van (laughs) and so it's definitely not him and uh i can't imagine it was him um so like they also interview like uh like carol's boyfriend and his son after dawn and uh, they're like, Carol's very cold and evil, very mean. And she's like, only you're only allowed on this side of the house and you're not allowed on this side of the house. Um, and she's just very mean and not a very good person, uh, at least the son said compared to his dad. And, uh, you know, Carol tries to put off this animal-loving PETA-type 
uh, portrayal that she's like a goddess and like very good and very humane. But like what you learn in that documentary, obviously she's just as bad as Joe and Jeff and uh, not Kelsey. Kelsey was in the, uh, he, I don't think he goes by Kelsey. Kelsey uh, was the guy who got his arm bitten off by the tiger. Now, I think they say Kelsey is a woman, and I think Kelsey goes by a new name, but I don't know the new name, so sorry for that, uh, Kelsey's new name. But uh, they did not put in the documentary that Kelsey transitioned. Like, she, that Kelsey is now transitioned to male. So they didn't do that in the documentary, but just, just want to make everyone aware of that uh, because uh, – Kelsey looks like a man, is acting like a man, and if someone's looking and acting like a man, regardless of their genitals, they can be a man. So as long as you, if you put in effort to be a two gender, that's all that counts to me, as long as you put in the effort. Um, but no, and then I guess they're, uh, they had one theory, like Don owned a lake house, uh, that lake house near, like his one of, like lake house with a lake filled with alligators and crocodiles, I don't know what's, in, I don't know if it's one or the other in Florida. I don't know a lot about, like I said, I'm an animal Darwinist. Dogs and cats are cool. Some birds are cool. Crocodiles and alligators, uh, we can kill them all. I don't really care. Um, but no, so they think that maybe she fed them to the alligators. And also, MadPat had a video uh, from forever ago uh, saying that Carol and Don didn't actually own any tigers or lions at the time uh, of the disappearance slash actually murder. Uh so it would have been fed to, like, bobcats or something like that. So that's a good idea. But this one goes a little bit further, saying that it could have been thrown into the lake uh, and fed to the alligators, which is a very cool thing when you live in Florida. So I guess they're kind of, like, analyzing, seeing if there's, like, any sort of, like, DNA evidence, like a bone or a tooth or some shit like that uh, there in the lake that they could, like, dig up. And if it's Don Lewis, then they have at least basically, like, someone killed Don Lewis, threw him in the lake. So... Very much a little bit more, um, I mean, obviously innocent pro- to proven guilty for white people. Um, it's a little different for other races, apparently. Um, I don't make the rules. Um, but anyways, yeah, innocent until proven guilty with Carol. Speaking of innocent until proven guilty, let's get the other thing I watch. Uh, it's the OJ trial of the century 25 years later. Um, I think ended in 95. So, yeah, that wouldn't have been not that long ago. So, y'all probably know what the OJ Simpson trial is. I know what the O.J. trial is. I watch a lot of that stuff. Uh, this was just, like, all the news coverage that went over it. And then there's this one guy in the middle. It's like, the Bronco chase was incredible, wasn't it? And then let's go to a commercial break. But I have ad-free Discovery Plus because I'm best. And, uh, yeah, and then they're just going back into it. But, you know, so I've watched a ton of content on the O.J. Simpson trial. And I 100, I 100% believe that O.J. did it. Like, there's... There's just so much to it. OJ, OJ, we found your blood at the crime scene. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, anyways, but no, we, so I know he did it. Um, every time I watch any sort of trial of it or the trial of OJ Simpson, um, I always root for OJ. That's rough, buddy. I don't know. I always root for OJ. I always want OJ to win. And I know he's a bad person, folks. I, I know he's bad. Every time I get into it, I always root for OJ. I want OJ to win. Um, I like, I like his lawyers. I like his lawyers, even the Kardashian one. I like him too. I, I just I don't know. And it, they kind of made it like a like a racial thing. And when it gets a racial thing, I just think fuck cops, all cops, fuck them. 
It didn't help they had Mark Furman, the super fucking racist cop, um, who played the played the fifth on tampering with evidence. And that's like the only the only thing that could convince me that OJ didn't do it is that that they tampered with evidence. Now, I think they had enough evidence to prove he actually did it, but I think anything with that, once they did that, I feel like you just let OJ free. And that's why you don't hire racist cops. But um will they stop hiring racist cops? No, because uh, that means they would stop hiring cops to be cops. So we all know what's up. Um, so, yeah, there's also that race. And they made it a race trial. And then when it's a race trial, it's like, I want to root for, I want to fuck the cops. I don't even know for me. I'm saying I obviously agree with the, the, the I obviously agree that uh, police should be held accountable for what they do to black men and black women and shit like that. But also, I just fucking hate cops. I think I hate cops more than that. But I also want racial equality too don't know you know what i'm trying to say folks you know what i'm trying to say it's just a podcast um but also i think the the one thing you know he definitely killed nicole and ron and i think ron was just there the wrong wrong place wrong time for him um but like you think about it though oj oj simpson is the only one who 100 percent knows if he did or didn't kill Nicole, Nicole and Ron. He would be the only person to say if he did or didn't do it. He He's pleaded that he never did it. Enough evidence shows he did. But also the police tampering. That's the only... I would say... Okay, I'll say 99% OJ did it. The 1% is for the police tampering. But, but still. Still, folks. I, that's all I have to say, though. Like, I, I'm so interested in this OJ case. Um... When they made it a racial thing, Rodney King, all that stuff, Los Angeles, you know, so interesting. It's like OJ was a very loved guy, and then one day he was not loved anymore, and then, and then one day he killed people. Uh, he killed two people, and uh, it doesn't help that he keeps making knife jokes. It's not help at all, and it didn't help that he wrote a book. If I did do it, um, and that, everyone's like, oh, he definitely did it after he wrote that. And there's that, and then there's also the fact that he probably didn't have a lot of money. One, like, uh, I don't know how much football things he had, how any football things, but uh, definitely not getting sponsors anymore. Uh, his acting career is pretty much done. Uh, I can say that his acting career is pretty much done. Uh, he had to basically do weird-ass shit to make, like, keep money coming in that we could pay those lawyers. Um, and so, basically, yeah, he had to do that he created a reality like a punk type show called juiced where like he was supposed to prank people but also oj was involved somehow and they were really banking on the fact that people thought oj killed nicole and ron (laughs) and then some people did not know who oj simpson was uh i just watched someone else review it only way you can watch that juiced uh the oj simpson prank show um is through netflix uh streaming netflix no dvd netflix so if you want to upgrade your plan to add DVDs, you can uh, watch Juiced, uh, O.J. Simpson's failed prank show that never went off the ground. Uh, the production company, you may ask, uh, did uh, redneck wrestling, backyard wrestling stuff. Yep, that's what uh, that's what it, what it was, folks. Um, yeah, though. Also, I think my final point I want to say about um, all this O.J. Simpson mumbo jumbo. Uh, a wop bop a loo bop a wop bamboo uh is that i don't like marcia clark the uh lead prosecutor i just don't like her 
she gives me a bad vibe, like her vibe. And I know, I think in the, uh, was it the people versus OJ Simpson with, uh, uh, cool runnings or whatever his name is. Um, snow dogs guy. Uh, I don't think he was in cool runnings. Actually, we're going to have to look that up folks. I'm looking it up right now. Uh, cool runnings cast cool runnings near me. Um, yep. I, I was not being racist when I said that just being thinking of like a black person is he goes from for snow dogs i got snow dogs and cool runnings mixed up folks um don't at me sorry i got them mixed up okay uh the guy from cool snow dogs was in it um but uh, uh lead, leading on to it though i don't like marcia clark she just gives me a bad vibe and then that yeah like i said in that uh people versus oj simpson said she was like sexual assault victim and she wanted to support that that's cool and all but the vibe was off with her. Something something was off with her. I feel like sometimes you just get wrong intentions from people. She she had a Dolores Umbridge vibe to her, and I just did not like that. I did not like that at all one bit now or forever. Um, yeah, I just didn't get a bad vibe from her. And I think, you know, when you watch, when you watch it, you're just like, yeah, fuck the police, OJ's free, and then you realize, oh, we just let a guy who, like, beats women and murders them free. Um, okay, folks, uh, so, in conclusion, my still thoughts on the OJ Simpson trial after watching that, uh, he still killed those people, 99% sure, 1% involves the tampering of evidence, uh, that I still have questions about, uh, Marsha Clark gives me a bad, bad vibe, uh, investigation discovery, Folks, if you want to watch all the murder stuff you want, I know some couples are really into the murder. It's like, she killed her, he killed her, she killed him. It's like, oh, baby, that's so hot. So I don't know why that's uh, something for some people. But I guess it, yeah, I guess it is, folks. So I can't, I can't tell you what you like and dislike. But I can tell you if you like murder stuff, Discovery Plus, go to the in- Investigation Discovery tab. Or better yet, just get Discovery Plus, go to the search bar, search whatever serial killer you want to look into. You'll find them. And uh, with that, you're going to learn a lot and have a lot of fun. Charles Manson, uh, looks like, I think I watched something about uh, Jeffrey Dahmer, Ted Bundy. I think he's my favorite serial killer, uh, mainly because he was too stupid to stop. And I think if he would have rent when he ran away to Florida, and if he would have stopped, he would still be out there and living a normal life now. Or better, he probably should have just moved to camp. I think the problem for him is he just couldn't stop killing women and having sex with their dead bodies. Sometimes addiction gets too far, folks. If you or a loved one suffers from any sort of addiction, um, please email the at gmail.com because I don't have a phone number set up for you to actually call and leave help help you out, folks. I don't know. You know what? I'm just going to end it right here folks that's what i've been watching this week um like i said if you want to watch more uh murder murder stuff just check out investigation discovery and every other great program on discovery plus
We've been going through this pandy for over a year now, and any responsible human would groan at the idea of leaving your home. Why should you have to leave your home to buy alcohol either? That's where Drizzly comes in handy. Drizzly gets all your favorite beer, seltzer, wine, whiskey, and much more delivered directly to your home. With their easy-to-use mobile app, we are getting one step closer to never leaving our homes. You know, it's saying something when it's being praised as the Amazon for liquor. I use Drizzly at least once and sometimes twice a week, and it's so easy that going to the liquor store is a thing of the past. So using our link in the description today, you can save $5 off your first purchase through Drizzly. Drizzly has proprietary ID verification technology that provides it to its retail partners that allows drivers to scan IDs for more than a barcode to make sure the purchaser is over 21 years old in the U.S. and of legal drinking age in Canada. Retailers on Drizzly may have a minimum order or delivery fee, so using our link in the description gets $5 off your first order with Drizzly. And remember, when you use our link, you directly support this show. I live alone, so cooking can become very sad when cooking for one. That's why I order food from local restaurants often because I know they're struggling and I know I don't have to cook when I'm feeling depressed. That's why I absolutely love DoorDash because they have been my food savior during this pandy. If you don't know of DoorDash, they bring you food you crave directly to your door with over 300 thousand partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your local favorites and your favorite national chains such as Chipotle, Wendy's, and even the Cheesecake Factory. Your favorite restaurant is still open for delivery. Download the DoorDash app from the link in our description. It's all contactless delivery to keep my community and yours safe. Get $10 off each of your first three DoorDash orders over $15 when you sign up using the link in the description. Treat yourself like the king and queen you are and order from DoorDash today. Again, that's $10 off your first three orders over $15 when you use the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. All right, so now it's time for me to do a little Ask Shweezy. Ask Shweezy is where you tell me your relationship problems and I fix them 100%. Be gone, fuck! And don't be surprised if that's the answer to most of them. So, uh, <laughs> let's get into it, folks. Um first question we got here um i recently started dating my boyfriend he wants kids and i don't we have been friends for about a year and we recently got into a relationship the topic came up a couple days ago and we are deciding if we should even move forward with the relationship i have spent more time thinking about it than he has and i am pretty sure i do not want children this could change but right now i feel adamant about my decision he just found out that he wanted kids i don't think that he will change his mind is this a deal breaker or should we break up now so yeah that's a tough one um so yeah the thing is with uh, if you are getting into a relationship just for kids um which i feel like may be a very selfish thing when you're like i want kids i want my own little people are like having a child is such a selfless act no it's not you wanted a mini version of yourself you thought the baby was cute and you thought babies are cute, and I'm like, I want to get one of my own, and so you did, and uh, you're not, you're not special for giving birth. A lot of people have done that, um, and also people were like, oh, sweetie, you need. I'm a mom. I need to cut first in line at the coffee shop. You got eight hours of sleep last night. I'm like, um, no one. Uh, it's not my fault. Someone decided to come inside you, folks. 
uh, it's not my fault that you decided to let someone nut inside you. Um, anyways, though, um, with that being said, though, uh, with the relationship, like you, I feel like don't break up immediately. Um, he's desperate on kids, and if that's all he's using you for, that's that's a pretty bad thing. Um, but uh, will he change his mind? It's a deal breaker. Um, keep going. He might change his mind. Uh, keep going, and eventually, if it is a deal breaker, then you'll have to break up. Because sometimes people, sometimes people change. Sometimes people don't. Um, like I always like to say, uh, people change, but uh, good looks are forever. I like that. So that's one thing I will always say about that. Um, but yeah, no, he's uh, very adamant on wanting kids. Like, how old are you? Oh, you're, say, let's say 28. You're 28 and he's 31. Okay, I guess that's a normal age. I'm, I'm, I'll be, I mean, I'm 27. I'll be, by the end of the summer, I'll be 28. And... I'm still at that age where, like, someone says, like, hey, we're having a baby. And my mind's like, oh, man, that sucks. What are you going to do? And they're like, oh, we intended to do this. We wanted it. We're keeping it. I'm like, oh, read the vibe wrong. So I'm still on that end. I was like, it's like, dude, if I had a baby right now, it would ruin my life. I'm telling you, a baby would ruin my life. Uh, probably not doing this podcast. I'm saying maybe like you know maybe a couple years from now like uh i would say like you know it's like having a baby i'll be like be like you know what that's a good thing i'm i'm good then when uh you should only have a baby uh if the if the the question is will a baby if you have a baby will it ruin your life and the question is yes do not have a baby uh wear three condoms if you have to wear four get a vasectomy and wear two condoms that's the best thing you can do um I always wonder that. Maybe I should get a vasectomy, and I'm like, you know, I can always get it reversed, but then snip, snap, snip, snap, snip, snap. That's a lot of questions that I don't think I can answer, folks. Yeah, but no, no answer to your question, I would say, is uh, if children, if you, if anyone, if one person wants to have children, both, both parties involved have to be on board for having children. Now, sometimes accidents happen. Now, if you, accidents happen, I go by the rule is uh, the men have to support their woman's decision because it's her body, her choice. So, and I know some fucking magtards are going to come my way. It's like, ah, it's a baby inside. I'm like, okay, wear your fucking mask. And they'll be like, you're saying your body, your choice. But uh, yeah, I don't want you fucking uh, ruining my society uh, with your fucking mouth breathing, you fucking virus spreader um let's just get on to the next question um how do i tell my fiance that i'm suicidal and that she is the only reason i haven't killed myself okay i need slash want to tell my fiance that i'm feeling really suicidal but i don't want to be manipulative i love her more than anything and that love and that love for her is the only reason i haven't killed myself if she left me or something happened to her i'd end it immediately how do i tell her how i'm feeling without making her feel responsible for me i know a lot of abusive assholes tell their significant others that they'll kill themselves if they leave them and that's not what i want to do i want to ask for help without trapping her so Best thing I can do. Um, uh, one thing with the suicide shit, I have to I have to talk about. And I've I've been thinking about this all week, so I think I have a right to talk about it. So I'm in this like I'm in a couple groups on Facebook. One's like for like pop punk music, and like people are. I've seen like a couple people in the past week post shit like, uh, "Have a nice evening, everyone. I'm gonna kill myself tonight." And um, in my mind, because I'm, I'm a, I'm a little. What'd you think? 
fucked up. I'm a little fucked up in the brain. My mind is like, oh, you're just, this is just fucking cry for attention. Like, you just want attention real bad, and you're probably not going to fucking kill yourself. You just want someone to give you some fucking attention. Uh, a lot of people want attention these days. I do, but I write music and do a podcast. Okay, folks? Um, so, and then, like, and then I see that. So I see that shit. Like, I've seen, like, three or four posts about people, like, posting, like, I'm going to kill myself tonight. And then... And in my mind, if everyone was like me, we're like, okay, you're not going to fucking do it. You just want attention. But there's actual good people out there, not me, but others out there who are actual good people who are like, I've been trying to message them. They message me back. They're still alive. I'm just making sure they don't fucking kill themselves because they have good hearts and are good human beings. And I need someone, I need a girlfriend like that who, who is not me, not a, the, the, the innocence in them or the, uh, or the good person in them isn't an alcoholic and dead inside. Um. Did I not fucking get another Coke Zero? God damn it. Forgot to get another one. All right, I'll be back real quick. Okay, I'm back. Okay, so, um... All right, so we're talking about, uh... Yeah, so I was... I guess I was talking about, uh, like, yeah, so people are, like, good people are, like, trying to message them and it's like, don't kill yourself. You have so much to live for. Blah, blah, blah. And I sound like a dick when I'm saying this. Um, but, um... I guess I just want to say, people, don't use your fucking mental health for fucking uh, attention. Just, there's actual people with actual problems out there. And uh, they're not using it for attention. So stop fucking using, I don't know, I just, I don't like that, that shit, using your, for attention. Uh, if you're going to use it for attention, write a song about it, okay? That's all you need to do. Write a song about it. So write a fucking song about it, and I won't listen to it. That's also bad. Uh, don't listen to me for that, but don't. Only, the only thing you should listen to, anything I say here uh, about this, is do not use it for attention, because that's shit. That's that's a lot of shit. Um, but anyways, though, um, with your particular situation involved, the best thing I would actually suggest for you... Um, so, with that, do not tell her that she's the only reason you're, like, you haven't killed yourself yet. That is... Uh, do not put that pressure on her. That's going to put a lot of pressure on her... Keep that shit to yourself. Um, but also, you can also, but you can tell her, hey, look, I'm not, I'm feeling a little depressed, kind of just kind of giving up, don't really feel like there's a, a reason to live anymore, shit like that. That's what you need to talk about, like a serious conversation. And, you know, uh, do not, she's not your therapist, buddy. I've learned this. She's not your therapist. What you need to do then, um, yes, you should not put, make her give, make, let me like learn how to talk first. Uh, you should not put the responsibility onto her that she needs to be your therapist and fix this problem. You need to seek help yourself. Um, it's great that you have her in your life. You're keeping her as a positive thing in your life, and that's good. We have a positive thing in your life, and a reason. Uh, technically, technically, you're saying it's a reason not to kill yourself. Um, you know, let's also be honest. You might be kind of a chicken and not want to do it. So a lot of pe- there's a lot of people out there. I, I would tell you there's a lot of suicide people out there. I don't know if they'd technically technically be considered suicidal, uh, but don't have the like don't have the courage to actually off themselves. I was gonna say don't have the balls off themselves. When I realized that's a very gendered term, and uh, actually no, everyone has balls. I forgot everyone has balls. Uh, that's where P is stored. P is stored in the balls. And that's why they call it the penis and you were like women don't have balls they're inside their body folks women have inside balls men have outside balls and if you want to question me pretty bold of you little fucks to assume that i'm not god so that's all i can say um basically buddy seek help 
That's one thing to do. Uh, tell your partner that you're not you're mentally not feeling good. Uh, that way she can understand and, you know, try to work things, you know, like work things through. Um, but do not tell her that you're the reason she's the reason you haven't killed herself because uh, that's basically it. So it's okay to be sad, but also don't make it someone else's problem. Okay. Keep it your problem and then work on your own problems and, you know, be a good, be, think about the other, think about the other person. That's all you have to do. Think about other people. Um, as I like to say, well, I don't get into political arguments, like real political arguments or like get your vaccine arguments. Um, the reason is it always comes down to this one sentence. It's look, I'm not going to explain to you why you should care about other people. I, I can't, I don't have the mental capacity to try to explain to some dipshit uh, why you should not want people to die. So that's, that's something I'm going to tell you folks. That's a, that's a good lesson for you. We have a lot of lessons today on the show. Uh, main lesson is, uh, best lesson I can give you is uh, I'm not going to explain to you why you should care about other people. So that's it. So um, basically, seek help, buddy. There's a lot of ways to get help out there. Um, and uh, with that being said, uh, do not make your girlfriend your therapist. And uh, there's probably more things I could say and more things that some people will complain about. Um, maybe some person out there I know specifically. Hashtag pray for Micah. But, yeah. But anyways, though, I'm going to move on. So just seek help, man, and uh, don't make your girlfriend your therapist. That's the best thing I can tell you. All right. This one's, this one's a little spicy here. Uh, psychics and relationship. Not relationships, relationship. Hello, I was dating this really great guy. We'll call him A. Uh, for nine months this year, and we recently ended things due to him not being sure if he wanted kids or not, and that being a deal breaker for me. I wonder if this is the same person from above. Oh, no, she's a female, too. Female. Uh, I'm Ben Shapiro. Gynecologically, the female's vagina is always dry. So, so there's no... Theoretically, all podcasts are dry, so it's theoretically you cannot have a wet-ass podcast. Uh, the relationship was perfect beforehand. We love each other so much and generally had so much fun being together as a couple. Rarely had disagreements, and when we did, they were so calmly communicated and worked through and never fought. We taught each other so much and were really great partners. By the end, we pretty much lived together. I still had a lease I couldn't get out of but was living at his place and had no issues. A conversation came up with, came up of him being unsure if having more kids was the right decision for him. He already has one child from a college relationship. She is nine, and we have a great relationship. He cares very much about the earth slash worldly wellness and thought that, one, bringing more children into the world when there is already overpopulation was unfair. Two, bringing children into a scary and unsafe world was selfish. Three, he wants to work as a humanitarian and has toyed with the idea of traveling for most of his life. I didn't want to limit him or his beliefs and goals, and he didn't want to limit mine, but we were stuck at a crossroads of now what and sort of rushed into a decision to break up. I went back to my parents' house devastated and am now on my at my previous apartment, which my mom is really happy about. Now, three weeks later, after talking it through more with him and allowing each other the space to really think about what we each respectfully want out of our own lives, 
He has decided that although he does believe in his reasonings, he can't imagine not having a family in marriage, more children, and a life fulfilled with family is exactly what he wants. I know he is being 100% truthful and honest with me because he is an independent person and is a bit stubborn and does not change for anyone. If he did not want kids, he would not have them, even if that meant not being with me, someone he loves very much. We are now beginning to reconcile, and I'm really happy and excited about it, but feeling cautious due to past relationship trust issues and the following. Now, I know not everyone believes in psychic mediums, but I'm very spiritual in that way and have had many a readings with the same psychic for years, and she has only been wrong a small, small, small amount of times. Plus, plus the future is fluid. Uh, early into the break, early into the relationship, I called her, and she told me there would be a breakup and that I would not marry him. I then called after the breakup, and she said that I would meet someone else and have a family and that is still wouldn't be a and i wouldn't marry him it would be someone new i don't live my life by what she says obviously because i continue dating him haha but that does concern me and makes things really difficult because my mother believes this psychic wholeheartedly and i stupidly told her uh, my mom and I are extremely close. Sometimes I feel a bit smothered, but she's one of my best friends and is always there for me. Making this reconciliation is really anxiety-provoking for me. I'm anxious of hearing what my mother has to say of it because although she loves him, she thinks the psychic is right and she's weary of his decision on if he wants kids or not. I am so focused on constantly pleasing my mom disgusting uh i don't want to disappoint her or make her think i'm just running back to him when in reality i wholeheartedly know that is that this is what i want so my question is should i be careful should i put weight into psychic's word uh and how most importantly how do i tell my mother so this is a deep question now last week i went on a little rant about uh, astrology and how it's fucking stupid and it still is, and I can't believe people are like, I'm a Sagittarius, so I'm used to this. I'm like, well, I'm a Leo, so I think you're fucking stupid. <laughs> um, but no, um, so everything sounds like a normal thing. So this guy sounds good. Sounds like a good guy. Like you split, he said he didn't want kids, and then you thought about it, and he's like, you know what? I think maybe... I do want that, maybe. I think you trust him and everything like that. Um, see, the problem is this, I was reading all this, and I was like, what's the problem? What's the problem? What's the problem? Uh, and then you get to, like, and then a psychic told me it might not work out. Oh. I just... I See, the thing is, and you're like, the future is fluid, so this is like a psychic being like, hmm, I'm guessing this is not going to be the person you marry, but the future is fluid, so it might not happen. Yeah, th this is fake, buddy. Mom believes her 100%. Your mom's probably a dipshit. Sorry. Like, your mom's probably pretty hot. I'm, I'll, I'll just say that, though I don't know you. Your mom's probably pretty hot, and I will give her that. Don't, I don't think, I just, the thing is, though, like, you could say, I just don't trust anything that says, like, who tries to predict the future or whatever. Um, that's just my thing. I don't trust anyone who thinks they know the future, what's going to happen in the future. Um, we could think of advancements that are probably going to happen. Like I remember um, when I think I took like some tech class in college, or no, high school. I took some like tech class and we were just, like talking about like computers and shit like that. I don't know. And the teacher's like, yeah, one day everything's going to be a touchscreen. Your mirrors, your car, like everything's going to be a touchscreen. 
And like things have moved progressively. Like, yeah, it's, everything's close to becoming a touchscreen, but like I don't have a touchscreen mirror in my bathroom. And how awful would that be? Fucking smudges everywhere. Like we can guess technology into the future, but like there's only so far we can guess. Like, oh, touchscreens are going to become the new norm. Okay. And now, you know, eventually headphone jacks went away. And then they're talking about like a portless phone, like a phone with zero ports, which is actually, I think it might actually happen logically because I think wireless charging is going to be a big thing. And when you do uh, like a portless phone, the idea with that is that you can make it like 100% waterproof or whatever. So, I mean, that sounds like it could possibly happen in the future, but it all depends what Apple does and then what everyone else copies afterwards or what everyone else makes and then Apple does better. It's just all up to Apple. Everything's up to uh, Microsoft, uh, not Microsoft, uh, Macintosh or Apple. They make everything, folks. Um, so should you trust the psychic? No. Sounds like you have a good guy. And uh, if things don't work out, they might not work out. And if they do, they do. That's the situation you're in. Are things going to work out with this guy? Maybe. That's the situation. That's the situation you're in, and you're just going to have to deal with it. Uh, will it work out with this guy? Won't it work out? Let's keep trying and see what happens. Because only you can prevent fine. And this guy seems like a good guy. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't bat. if it doesn't work out with this guy, it's not the end of the world. Like he's not going to fucking abuse you or whatever. Let's move on to our next one. Um, I'm texting a shy girl and I have, and I have solid info that she's interested in me as well. How can I get her to open up and relax? Uh, pretty much just with the top, What's in the title, our convos are always nice, and she always responds, but she still talks to me like we just met very surface-level conversations. She doesn't really share any personal stuff. Obviously, she isn't required to talk to me all the time, but because I know we're both interested, I like to at least give us a chance if we're going to pursue a relationship. I want to be her best friend, you know? She's really, really awesome, and I don't want to miss this opportunity. I want her to text me when she's bored. I want her to text me when she has nothing to say, but wants to talk. You know, hopefully, I'm making some sense. Any suggestion would be a greatly appreciate it. First of all, yuck, buddy. Sounds gross, this relationship. Um, no, um, let's get in. Um, what do I have to say here? Um, so, yeah, basically with shy people, um, basically, uh, I'm talking about someone who does interview people, and, uh, basically, I'm gonna talk to you about, I'm gonna treat this like you're interviewing someone, where, um, so, a lot of times when you're interviewing someone, if you're, like, a real journalist, like, real people, uh, you're going to try to – basically you're leading a conversation into getting someone to say something and like what you want them to say or what you're interested in learning about the situation. Basically just trying to learn something about that. That's basically what an interview is. Like you're talking to someone and you're basically like, huh, what can I uh, get out of you? Now, with what I do, it's basically I'm not trying to get anything out. I'm just trying to have fun. Uh, but like a lot of people like are really trying to – like they talk about the album. So like you think about like this breakup – and everything do you think like when you went through that and she uh broke your heart and left the city like do you think a part of you went with her to the city or do you think like all of it stayed back with you situations like that like you try to probe into it but the one thing you always have to do is make sure the person you're interviewing is comfortable with you like they they feel comfortable with talking to you and get steep and that's why if you listen to my show uh it starts off pretty like service level getting comfortable and then later it can sometimes get a little serious and really cool so it's always this idea of you want to get them comfortable first and then uh that's when people start really opening up to you in the situation and also you have to put yourself out there as like i'm not trying to hurt you um, you have to make sure they feel safe with you too like you have to make them feel safe and comfortable it's a lot like a child um maybe it's like a hippogriff first you bow and then they bow 
then you run over, pet them, and then you get to ride them or whatever the situation is. I don't remember the full thing. Uh, don't ask me how to ride a hippogriff, folks. With th- that being said, yeah, so basically you have to be, first of all, you have to be safe with her, and you also have to be very open and have her be comfortable with you. Uh, if that makes sense, uh, trying to get her to relax and be open to you, uh, you can't expect her to do that unless you do that first. That's going to be the main situation here, buddy. Um, you're going to have to make sure uh, she trusts you and feels safe with you. And once she feels that, it's all seventh heaven. Then she starts telling you weird shit like, so, yeah, I like pegging you and I uh, hope you like getting pegged because that's a deal breaker for me. And uh, then she she'll peg you and then. You might like it, so not the not the end of the world, though, to get pegged. Anyways, though, I think, yeah, that's going to be the best advice I have to give to you. Um, make her feel comfortable. Make her feel safe. Once she feels those two things, she will open up to you. Sometimes you have to put in the effort uh, to be a little open yourself to her, and that's going to make her a little bit more comfortable. When you're a little bit open, she's going to be a little more comfortable to you. That's how life works. Um my nose finally started itching, folks. I don't know why it doesn't on this podcast. No, no, no other podcast with this one. But, um, okay. This next one. I'm seeing, I already know whose side I'm going to take. Anyways. Ooh, that was a weird one. My boyfriend doesn't want me to foster kittens and wants me to leave my volunteer work at the rescue. But helping animals is a huge part of my life and even my identity. I do accept his verdict or fight for my right to foster. We have two cats at home, and granted, he's not really a cat person. However, he does love our cats and does well with them. I agree that for now, well, he, we're in a two-bedroom, one-bath, that we wouldn't adopt any new cats, and I do respect his wishes. The thing is, I currently volunteer at a rescue where there are some bottle babies who really need a temp home for a few weeks they have a place to go back to and take up barely any space i'm unemployed pretty depressed and this would be really be an awesome thing for me to help those baby these babies but he says no i get that he may feel it's a slippery slope and fears this will open a floodgate of kittens but i fostered before but when i was living alone and have shown him i can send a kitten off for adoption Uh, do i just accept this for now and address that when we have a bigger space that i will be fostering i feel really disappointed by his lack of compassion in the situation. Um, so I'm agreeing with you. You should be able to foster cats. And as long as like, if you, as long as you prove that you're able to give them back up for adoption, I think you're fine. I know a lot of people who will like, they'll like take a dog, uh, like keep it for a few weeks, like, you know, and make sure they're not in like, like just sitting in a cage being all depressed and shit. Um, and basically, like, take care of them, you know, take them for walks and shit like that. You know, like, make them feel loved. And then eventually, when they find someone who wants to adopt or their forever home, then they, like, take them in and, like, give them away. So as long as you're able to – because a big thing – man, I'm just burping like crazy. The big thing with that situation is uh, you don't want to get too attached to it. Like, you have to go into it like, look, this dog's going to leave me one day. <laughs> this cat's going to leave me one day. And I have to accept that. So – Here's the thing. You already have two cats. I feel like in this situation, if as a third-party delegate in your situation, what I feel like you should be able to do is uh, you should be able to ta- rescue one cat uh, at a time for, like, temp homes. Adoption, take care of it, shit like that, yada, yada, yada. You should be able to do one, one animal, one animal. Now, here's the situation. 
you're going to have to give something back to your boyfriend. Now, my suggestion would be blowjobs. Because typically, like a weekly blowjob or a double weekly blowjob, two blowjobs a week will be good. Unless you're already that cool, then I don't know what to say. But no, you're going to have to offer him something in return to start fostering. Like, you don't have a job. So maybe if you get a job, then eventually you may get another job. And then, like, I'm probably not going to be able to do this anymore. Then don't do that. So I feel like one is okay. And then you have to, like, say, what can I do for you? Let's let's even this out. Let's see what I can do for you and you can do for me. Just, you know, a little, little give in, give out. So that's how I solved your problem. Um, I like that. Uh, more importantly, with how I solved your problem. And I really like that. And if you disagree... Pretty bold of you little fucks to assume that I'm not God. So, yeah. Uh, next question I have, just sitting here quietly, doing nothing. If this was like real radio, I'd be like, I'd probably get a fucking fine just for like sitting here scratching my nose. But in the great world of podcasting, make sure I don't have to do that. So thank you all for listening to this show. Um... How many more questions do I have? Three, four. Okay, we have a couple more to go. I don't have too many. Um, Is it rude if I tell the girl I've been seeing I'm back on dating apps? Okay, so to start, we aren't exclusively seeing each other, and she is on dating apps too. So I recently ended a long-term relationship over a, of over a decade, so this is my first year being single with dating apps existing. Overall, it's been pretty good. I met a lot of nice people, found someone who was my favorite out of everyone I met, and we've been seeing each other for a few months. I'm very happy, and she's great. Honestly, this whole experience is way better than I expected to get from dating apps. As friends and people start to ask if they're an exclusive or single or still in a relationship, I realized we never talk about it. I honestly didn't know if I was ready. So I took a week, deleted both dating apps I had, and stopped really talking to other girls. I didn't bother me at all, so I figured I was ready, and one night told her I deleted my dating apps, and if she wanted something more serious, I'm open to it. She said no. She wasn't ready. So after a couple weeks, we I figured I'd re-download two dating apps and make a profile, and Homegirl shows up as my first most compatible match on Hinge, which I think is hilarious. So is there etiquette here? I don't want want to come off as dick like hey you said no so i read down these apps because that's not what happened at all or am i just overthinking this uh yeah it sounds like you're overthinking it so she doesn't want to be exclusive um get back on dating apps buddy it's fine sounds fine with me uh i mean eventually don't tell her like hey look i'm back on dating apps <laughs> just like that shit just be like just kind of keep it casual um actually i would match with her on hinge i'm like well looky here Look what the cat dragged in. Look at all the look at all them chickens. Um, but uh, yeah, no. So yeah, I'd match with that thing. That's really funny. But no, I don't think you should have to explain why you're back on dating apps. You asked if you wanted to be uh, uh, exclusive, and she said no. So that's her fault. And sometimes she realizes you're on the dating apps too. Is like some maybe make her jealous. Maybe if you really do want to be exclusive with her, uh, just be like, I got a date tonight, and then she'll get jealous, and then you're like, you know what? I do want to be exclusive with you. Uh, because for women, I think jealousy is going to be the factor that determines it. Now she's not jealous, and uh, any of that situation, she's probably not that into you. So just have a fun couple of a uh, uh, have fun to have just fuck around, find out kind of situation. But the fuck around is a lot more fun in, in your situation. Um, yeah, you're probably just overthinking it. Just be on dating apps, do your thing, and uh, she wants to know if like, hey, you free tonight? Like, no, nah, I got a date tonight. Then. You'll you'll kind of determine is she 
uh, does she want to be exclusive, really, and is just lying to you, or is she just uh, being the worst? That was a weird thing I just did. Yeah, buddy, you're just overthinking. Uh, be you. You know, she doesn't want to be exclusive. You don't have to be either. Don't wait around for her. Don't waste your time on her, even if she's the voice inside your head. So, um, next question I got. Uh, I told my girlfriend of three months that I loved her for the first time while we were spooning in bed. She replied, oh, shit. That's rough, buddy. Oh, buddy. That's rough, buddy. Oh, okay. I was spooning in bed with my girlfriend today, and I decided to tell her that I love her. Because I do. Uh, what followed was a brief moment of silence followed by an, oh, shit, and her asking me if I was serious. I told her it was how I felt. She didn't say it back, and I asked her why. She told me she wasn't feeling the L word, lesbians yet, uh, L word at the time, and then went home about 30 minutes later. I always thought she was too shy to say it, considering her personality and waiting for me to say it. I feel like I've been blindsided, considering we've been in a relationship for three months. She doesn't want to break up and still wants me to go out with her and her friends on the weekends. I feel like a chump right now. How should I move forward? Um... With caution, my friend. Um, first of all, I have to say this one more time. That's rough, buddy. But second of all, I do want to say, um, yeah, you're going to have to move forward with caution. Um, uh, do not move your feelings any further. Just uh, you may have to think about this. You may have to think about the relationship. This might not work out, but it also might. So I'm going to be in the car along for the ride, and I'm going to see what happens and see where this adventure takes me because she doesn't want to break up, but she also doesn't know her feelings yet. So sometimes people don't understand their feelings. Sometimes people have never been in love before and don't know what love is. And uh, so I would just say keep going with caution, stick around, but stay, but keep up with caution in the situation because you do not know what's really going through her mind. She says she, she wasn't feeling the L word at the time. She might, she might actually feel it. She just might not know how to express it. Some people don't write music, so they don't know how to express feelings like me. And I'm singing the great dashboard confessional. Tonight will be the night that I will fall. F I'm going to sing it like Tom DeLonge, I decided. Tonight will be the night that I will fall for you over again. Don't make me change my mind. I... I don't think that was very good. Um, so, yeah, I think she may not know her... One, she might not know her feelings. You don't know... I don't really know what's going through her head. And neither do you, honestly. Uh, you know your feelings. Uh, stay firm with those. But also, stay with... Stay in caution on the situation. Because you never know if you don't know. You never shine if you don't glow now. Okay? Hey, now. You're an all-star. Get the game on. Go play. Yeah, so... Oh, man, we only have two questions left. Okay, let's keep going. Uh, my girlfriend flipped out at my suggestion to get dolled up when she asked me how she could help spice things up. What do I do? Uh, me and my girlfriend have been getting tired of our day-in, day-out lockdown routine and both mutually agreed that it's making things feel a little stale between us. We've been living together just before the pandemic hit. Nothing has been particularly bad. Our sex life is fine. We don't get into arguments or anything like that. We are just tired of the same thing day in, day out. We started having a conversation a couple days ago about what we could do in the short term to improve our situation, particularly when it comes to our relationship, sex, and spicing things up. She gave me some suggestions on things I could do for her. Then she asked me for any suggestions I had. I simply told her that it would be nice if she could put on some 
nice clothes and makeup for a change instead of the usual sweatpants and old t-shirt. She immediately got mad, complained that I made her feel insecure about her natural self not being good enough for me and that she shouldn't have to do the, these things because I should already think she's sexy enough, etc, etc. I tried to explain that wasn't what I meant at all. I do think she's sexy. I just want to appreciate her beauty a bit differently, but she wasn't trying to hear it. I thought it would have would have blown over or we would have talked it out by now, but I've kind of been in the doghouse ever since then, and she's been distant and silent towards me unless it's about things like dinner, mail came, etc. What do I do? How do I explain to her that I don't mean to offend her with what I say? So, first of all, you're you're right in the situation. Okay, so like she's like, here's things you could do to spice things up in the bedroom. Now, what do you think I should do? And then you say, well, I don't know, maybe put on some nice clothes and some makeup. Like, that's literally not changing anything about her. It's just like literally like, hey, you know how we've been wearing sweatpants for the past year? Maybe one night let's not do that and uh, put on like a nice gold jacket. Uh, yeah, and like say, like, look good. Like she's wearing, like instead of your usual like sweatpants and t-shirt, maybe like we'll dress up one night and shit like that. Make, make each other look good. And he's like, you don't like me the way I look? I'm like, of course I do. I'm still here, aren't I? Um, you're still there. You're not, like, leaving her because of the way she looks. It's just a dumb thing. It's for sex. It's just for sex. It's not for anything else. It's just for sex. Like, when you do the same kind of sex all the time, it gets boring. Why do you think there's so many porn stars? And why do they keep making more porn? Because people keep getting bored of the same sex all the time. Like, imagine if you only were only able to watch one porn video all the time. Like, it's going to get boring after a while, so you got to mix it up. Twitch positions, look look different, maybe cosplay, put on some costumes. You know, that shit's fun. I like that. That's all you got to do, you know? It's like, it's not, it's, not, it's not like that hard, and I think she's overreacting to the situation. Maybe what you can do, to maybe hopefully prove it right, is write down everything you're feeling, write down a note, and like be like, look, I'm going to read this to you, and I want you to not interrupt me, um, and if don't do that. This is the type of guy you get. So I need you to not interrupt me when I do this. So then you read the note, like, look, I love you for who you are. Marry this woman, blah, blah, blah. Make it very nice and sweet. When I told you that maybe you could dress nice and that I was only thinking about things we could do in the bedroom to spice things up from our day old, day old. I never meant to hurt you in any way when saying that. I was just thinking something fun and exciting we can do, blah, blah, blah. That's how I would do it. You can write it your own way. I don't know your lady. And I don't think she will. So, and if things keep getting worse, dude, like, you might have a crazy bitch on your hands. Uh, simp. You might be a simp. Uh, and if that's the case. That's rough, buddy. And if things keep getting worse for you. Congratulations. You played yourself. So you know what the fuck's going on. Um, so, yeah, that's all I can really tell you to do. I'm like, I don't know why she's going to overreact on that. She may need to get her shit together. Um. She's like, you you want you think you don't think I'm attractive in sweatpants and an old T-shirt? I'm like, what? Why is this a conversation right now? I would. That's probably why I'm not in a relationship. I'd be like, I'd just be way too honest. Like, oh, you don't think I'm attractive the way I look? I'm like, look, you're wearing sweatpants and an old T-shirt. I think you're attractive, but I'm like saying, if you want to look hot, you're not gonna wear that. But also, there's a lot of other, I have a lot of other problems. So, um, be gone, fuck. All right. 
Last question we have, when I say one of the best ones for last, uh, I want to tell my girlfriend about my fat fetish, but I am horribly terrified by the notion. My girlfriend and I are just out of college. We have been dating for a year and a half and planning on moving in with each other n- next year when we start grad- when she starts grad school. We love each other like a lot. We are both very serious about the idea of marriage. I am very happy with her, and she is happy with me. I just have one secret that I am both dying to reveal to her and deathly afraid to. I have a fat fetish, as the title suggests. It's very tame compared to some forms of fat fetish. I just simply like plumper, larger women. I every so often weigh the idea of telling her this. My goal is to not persuade her into indulging me with this fetish not that i would be opposed but i am happy with her however she chooses to be but well i don't know there's just a part of me wanting her to know enough and no and another that is definitely afraid of how she will take it i have so much reason to believe a good thing could come from telling her as i do a bad thing i could go on with life not telling her but then well what if she ever found out what if i'm missing out on something when you google this idea uh idea of telling your significant other about fat fetish there are many not there are not many accounts to read about, so I seek second, third, fourth, and so on opinions on the matter. I'm not necessarily hoping to come to a conclusion, but rather just hear from the peanut gallery. If you see this post on other pages, I apologize. I am trying to reach the widest audience. So, how long did you say you're together for? Doesn't sound like you've been you said dating for a year and a half. You both don't know a lot about each other. Like, for real, like... First of all, like, a fat fetish. First of all, no one needs to know your fetishes, ever. Um, eventually, if you know each other, she eventually has to learn that I'm more into, like, a bigger women. Uh, that's more my type. It's the type of guy I am. I'm just more into bigger women. And so, luckily for her, she doesn't have to try very hard to keep up her appearance for you. So, lucky you on that. Um, but I don't think you need to be like, I have a fat fetish. And be like, eventually, I just it's going to naturally come up that you're into bigger women. It's just... Not. And also, no one, and just another reiteration here on this show, no one needs to know your fetish. It's not like your sexuality. No one needs, I mean, like, people, it's okay for people to know that you are gay because for a lot of social reasons, but no one needs to know your fetish. No one needs to know that you like getting, sh- sh- like, you like a woman shitting on your chest. No one needs to know that. No one needs to know that. That's, that's for you to know. Like, a fat fetish, no one needs to know that. But eventually, she'll figure out that if she, if you know each other, what type of women are you into? You're like, I like them a little bit bigger. Like, she's going to know that. So don't say, like, oh, I have a fat fetish. Don't say fetish. Ever say fetish. Just say what you like. Just say what you like. Don't say you have a fetish. Just say what you fucking like. Just be like, I like a woman's feet. I think women's feet are very be- can be very beautiful. I'm like, okay, don't say I have a foot fetish. Just stop. Stop it. Stop it. Get some help. Get some help. Congratulations. You played yourself. And you know who's really coming out about this? I haven't used this sound drop. White people, white people. Well, folks, that's all I'm going to say. And that's all I have to say for today's episode of Cancel Shweezy. We, we went in pretty deep. Oh, my gosh. So deep. I fucking love it. So uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Cancel Shweezy. Uh, the best episode we've ever made so far. Um, so if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can always email them to the at gmail.com or any of my social media. It's at the Shweezy. We're on TikTok. It's the foreplay king. Um, you can check out my music, especially my new track. Uh, it's going to be me, a cover by NSYNC out wherever you stream your music. 
And like I said, my social media is at the Shweezy. Uh, like and subscribe to this podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, wherever you're listening to your podcast app. Like and leave a review. That helps uh, people get to know who we are and what we're doing. You can also uh, follow on Twitch and subscribe if you have an Amazon Prime account. Make sure Jeff Bezos does not get an extra $5. And last but not least, $5 a month gets you access to our Patreon. Uh, it's just $5 a month and gets you ad-free episodes of the shows. So thank you so much for listening to this episode today. I'm going to close off right now. Honk if you love butt drugs, and like always, stay awesome. Pray for Hey there, my fellow Shwoke Lord. Thank you so much for finishing that episode. It means a lot to me. If you want to support the show even further, check us out on Patreon, where you can get ad-free episodes of all my shows. Once again, thank you from the bottom of my heart, and stay awesome.